Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. There is something greater here. There is something greater here. Greater than Jonah, greater than Solomon, greater than Trump, greater than your mom, your dad, your boss, the people that you respect and look up to in your life on this planet. There's something greater here. And it's Jesus. What a phenomenal reading today. And we're going to dive into it a little bit. So bear with me as I flip over to the reading so I can share them with those who did not read them. Okay. The Gospel according to Luke. Chapter 11, 29 through 32. While still more people gathered in the crowd, Jesus said to them, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it, except the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. At the judgment, the Queen of the South will rise with the men of this generation, and she will condemn them, because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And there is something greater than Solomon here. At the judgment of the men of Nineveh, all will arise with this generation and condemn it. Because at the preaching of Jonah, they repented. And there is something greater than Jonah here. Okay, what is going on? Well, Jesus is basically saying, look, this generation wants a sign. I mean, how often do we want signs (laughs) ourselves? Oh, Lord, please give me a sign. You know, and that's where the walk with Jesus every day and the Holy Spirit and God the Father, you will have signs. You will know his voice. The more you walk with him, the more you talk with him, the more you give your anger and your fear and your worry and your frustrations, your temptations, all of them to God. You will know the quote-unquote signs because you will be able to discern his voice. It's been such a wild Lent for me already. I just am in such awe at how God is working in me. It's amazing. And I keep talking to him. I'm (laughs) going to be honest with you. It's a little little bit crazy because I feel like I'm just talking out loud in my house a lot. You know, and that's that's bizarre. Um, the other day I was cracking jokes with him, so that's living. <laughs> that is true living with God. 
And then as he's teaching me these things, I just stop and I thank him. I'm like, Lord, thank you. You are, are opening my eyes to see these things in my life. Oh, I'm so grateful. Okay, but back to the back to the story at hand here. There is something greater here. And it's no person on this planet. It's Jesus. And we need to be with Jesus. And he's the one that's going to heal us. He's the one that's going to have mercy on us and protect us and to shelter us and to comfort us and to be our strength and our weakness. Not any prince or person on this earth. Yes, we do need people. Yes, we do need spiritual companions and those to give us that that personal comfort that we need. But it's nothing like Jesus can be to us. He should always be where we run for solace, for serenity, for comfort, for joy, for peace. He's it. Okay, so he's basically saying, look, I am the son of man. And I don't know if you know the Jonah-Jesus connection. So in the Nicene Creed that we pray as Catholics every single Sunday at Mass, well, not every single Sunday, um, but in the end, that is our profession, right? Is we're, we're professing our faith, faith, excuse me. We are professing our faith by that prayer. That's our belief as Catholics is summarized in the Nicene Creed. And you may be reading, and on the third day, in accordance with the scriptures, he rose again. And what scriptures are you talking about? What does this mean? It's Jonah. Jonah was in the belly of the fish, the belly of the whale, whichever one floats your boat. And he was spit out on the third day. So Jesus went down to the pits of hell, to the belly of the earth. Hades, actually. And rose again on the third day. So there's a pretty big connection here with Jonah and what happened with him and Jesus it's funny because you could even go deeper with Jonah and Jonah's relationship with God because he he denied his initial request and Jesus never did, right? Jesus took every command from God and did it, did his will always, even through the horrible passion. And you look at what Jonah did running in the other direction, but then finally did it. <laughs> And oddly enough, was upset after Nineveh ended up repenting. He was kind of ticked off that they didn't get their their due punishment. <laughs> That's another story for another day. Okay, speaking of due punishment, let's go up to the first reading because this is where it's all about. This is what I found fascinating in the tie-in of all the readings is there's something greater here. And I'm it, Jesus is saying. And you can have salvation through me and my mercy. So Lenten season is about repentance. It's about sacrifices. It's about showing that we love God more than we love the things of this world. So as we're going down that 
that walk of whatever we've decided was going to be our Lenten journey with God and we fall or maybe we don't fall. We've got something greater right here that we can go to and that's Jesus in confession. I know some of you cannot go. I am so very heartbroken about that. I can't even understand how some people are dealing with this across the globe, not being able to receive the Lord in the Eucharist or to receive the beautiful sacraments in the church, such as reconciliation or baptism or marriage. So all that being said, I I will pray. I continue to pray actually, but I will pray specifically for you all who do not have these beautiful gifts available to you. But if you do, and you've fallen, or you're just struggling with letting go, and you're living more of a vice-filled life, you're flying off the handle, you're judging people, you're not forgiving people, you're living a life of pride, you're depending on yourself, etc. Let's get to confession. Because yes, there's something greater here, and we need God's love and forgiveness and salvation. So the first reading was John chapter 3, 1 through 10. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Set out for the great city of Nineveh and announce to it the message that I will tell you. So Jonah made ready and went to Nineveh according to the Lord's bidding. Now Nineveh was an enormously large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began his journey through the city and had gone but a single day's walk for announcing, whoops, announcing 40 days more and Nineveh shall be destroyed. When the people of Nineveh believed God, they proclaimed a fast and all of them, great and small, put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, laid aside his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in the ashes. Then he had this proclaimed through Nineveh, by decree of the king and his nobles, neither man nor beast, neither cattle nor sheep, shall taste anything. They shall not eat, nor shall they drink water. Man and beast shall be covered with sackcloth and call loudly to God. Every man shall turn from his evil way and from the violence he has in hand. Who knows, may God may relent and forgive and withhold his blazing wrath so that we shall not perish. When God saw by their actions how they turned from their evil way, he repented of the evil that he had threatened to do to them. He did not carry it out. So this goes for us, my friends. We have something great right here that we can walk with every single day. We have God. We have the Holy Spirit within us. We have Jesus ready to heal us when we fall. And we should be running We don't have to put sackcloth and ashes on ourselves, but we should be running to that confessional and cleaning our souls. 
And when you fall, I would like to ask you one thing. Are you reflecting on what happened? Because this is the enlightening part of what's happening with me in Lent. I'm just kind of, and it's not even my Lenten commitment to God. It's not my, you know, 40-day small acts of love videos every single day and my hour of holiness with him, my holy hour. It's not those. It's other things. I'm just hyper aware. And then I sit there and I'm wondering, okay, let's think, let's think about this. What's, why am I doing this? What is happening? And I'll just sit with God and ask him to put the answer in my head. And it's so beautiful because I, I'm thanking him all the time. Thank you, Lord. Okay, I get, I get it now. I get it. That's what this whole Lenten walk is about, that we come closer to God, not just through written prayers and stopping eating chocolate and whatever else it is, but it's truly that we're relying on God and we're sacrificing and we're having small little sufferings for our love for him. Let's try to remember these things today, that we've got something great right here and it's bigger and better and badder. And I mean that by like, you know, the bad meaning bad, good, you know, he is so bad, you know, bad. And then you've got dot, 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 those, that bad three letter word. (laughs) He is awesome. Like he kicks butt over anything that is on this earth. And why is it that it takes us so long to remember this in our craziness, in our day, in our busyness? That's what he's asking. It's for us to remember him all day, talk to him all day, etc. Because he's great. He's awesome. He is amazing. And I pray that you have a beautiful day with God today. And that you talk to him and that you ask for his forgiveness. So for those of you who are not able to attend reconciliation, don't panic. Just honestly from your heart, I don't want you to recite the act of contrition. I want you to ask the Lord for forgiveness in your heart with your own words. Go through The process of confession in a room. Speak the words out loud. Speak them to the Lord. Cry out to him. Cry. He's there. He'll forgive you. He understands the situation that you're in. Okay, everyone. I love you all. And so does God. Don't forget to go out to YouTube. Search Kendra Von Esch. And if Uh, you subscribe and click the black bell, you will get notifications of my uh, videos on small acts of love. Not just acts of love, but acts of bringing God's love to the world, which is a little bit different than just us saying, I love you. We're bringing God into the mix. Okay, I hope to see you on video and I hope you walk with Jesus today. Sorry so long again. I don't know what's going on with me. A little bit chatty. Okay, take care.